how much of your business is reliant on the community that you've built around? Oh, 100%. I would say all of it, if I'm being completely honest. I was only able to start Treasure Dress because I was building like a micro nano community on Instagram that was able to grow larger. And I was able to convert them offline to begin attending events. And that's where the community really picked up. It's the community that has allowed us to continue to grow. It's the community that gives us the consistent feedback on like which products they want to see more of, which products they want to see less of so on and so forth so for me it is very heavily dependent on community and I always say that it's pretty much the bedrock of our business get ready to buckle up because on the she's got drive podcast you remember that your brilliance is your birthright welcome back to another episode of she's got drive is Shirley McAlpine your host for this podcast where we celebrate the success of black women and how they achieved it. This is a show which is really about sitting down with some remarkable women who have carved their paths to success. And we explore their personal and their professional journeys, their challenges, really digging deep into them. That's what this podcast is about. If you are here for the first time, welcome. If you are an OG, you know that we have uh, an amazing interview coming up, but I just wanted to share something with you before um, before we get into the interview. I always want, I always like share something that has happened to me this week. So I have had such a brilliant uh, last couple of weeks. You know, I was in New York as I shared before for the for Climate Week. It was a phenomenal week. It was um, full of you know opportunities, uh, meeting lots of people and growing my understanding around the crisis, around climate change and all the different kind of interventions that people are doing. And also having the opportunity to moderate some panel discussions, to do some business development, to hang out in New York with some fantastic people. I mean, it was fabulous, but I came back and I was done. I was exhausted the work still was still there though. Right. And so there was still lots for me to get on with and do. So when you are exhausted, you know, one of the things I saw that I did last week, I just kept pressing. So I had long days. I came back exhausted, but I needed to catch up with, um, I had a lot of deadlines. And so I just kept pressing, you know, I had very long days. I worked into the night by Monday this week. I want to say I had the biggest headache. I struggled through the day. I was in overwhelm. It was ugly. I mean, it really was, you know, I had an acupuncture appointment, which really, really helped, but it, you know, I really, it was a day. Oh God, it was a day. And at some point I just said to my husband, I feel terrible. And he said, you should just go to bed. Why are you fighting it? Just go to bed. And I was like, do you know what? Yeah, I should. So I went to sleep at, it must have been like 6.30 or 7 o'clock. I thought that I was just going to have a nap and I would get up again. But I did not get up until like the early hours of the morning. It was probably like 3 a.m. by the time I my eyes opened for a little bit. I was done. That's what they told me. I was done. And it's always a lesson to not push yourself too far. And, you know, so stress and burnout is real. 
And part of that is when we're not listening to our body, when we are not really paying attention to and planning for the breaks. I didn't rest enough at the weekend. I could see that now. So I'm sharing this because there are so many of us doing this. There's so many of us who have so many pressing goals, deadlines, work, commitments, and we're not taking enough time to rest. I know what it, I know where that ends up for me and I don't want to go back there. So it was a real lesson for me. So this week I've been taking myself to bed early every night, you know, so not as, not as early as 7 p.m., or 6.30 every night, but I'm making sure that certainly by nine o'clock, 8.30, one was eight o'clock and one's going to be, one was nine o'clock. I am in bed and that light is out because I need to recuperate. I need to like really take care of myself this week and really slow it down. And I'm slowing down my morning a bit. I'm slowing down my evening a bit just to take care of myself. Because I know if I don't, then listen. So if that's you, if you are like pushing through and not paying attention, what I'd love you to do is this. I'd love you to go stop what you're doing. I'd like you to go and sit in a quiet space for just 10 minutes. And I want you to do like a quick body scan. I want you to just tune into yourself And really check yourself and say, am I tired? Am I exhausted? Do I need a break? Do I need to slow it down? If that's what's, if the answer's coming back to you is yes, then take yourself to bed. Go to bed. Start having an early night. If you could take, if you have space to take a day out, take a day out and spend the day in bed. But do like shift it up. Allow yourself to rest. You need rest. And I tell you, sleep is like, it's like magic. It's it's the best medicine. It is absolutely the best medicine. And, um, And sometimes we just step over what we need and we just gotta stop doing that. So I share that with you from my own personal experience. And I share that with you to say, we gotta, we, we gotta do better. I've got to do better and we've got to do better because, you know, there are people who, you know, who are ill, who don't make it. And, and the stress and burnout, as I said, is real. It's on the rise and it's the cause of so many issues that people are dealing with. And so we got to pay attention. So that was my, I need my own wake up call this week that I wanted to share with you. This week's episode, we, we have, um, Jamelia Donaldson. Now, let me tell you something about Jamelia before she comes on to the episode. Now she is a fellow Brit that I met recently. I met her in at a conference in June and, um, she's the founder and CEO of Treasure Tress which is a monthly product subscription service for girls and women with kinky curly hair and is also the co-creator of the Teen Experience, which is a monthly workshop series which offers young black women 
um, to attend of an opportunity for young black women to attend a series of personal development workshops for teens. And uh, we met in June and it was just so wonderful that we had the opportunity, she had the opportunity to come on the show. So, and it was, and then, you know, it's also living in the U S I, you know, I, I love living here. We have a good life here, but I do miss my, you know, my black Britons, you know, I do, I do. So when I come across that, when I hear, I literally stopped in my tracks as I was, you know, walking through the conference space, I was like, wait, I hear a Brit, a black Briton and a Londoner. And I had to stop in my tracks and have a, have a conversation. And, and here we are. So it's a fantastic interview. Thank you. I'm so grateful for for Jamelia to be on the show with me and you're going to love um how she shares how she's bu- she's building her her amazing business so i hand you over to Jamelia Donaldson by way of introduction my name's Jamelia Donaldson i'm the founder of Treasure Trust which is Europe and the UK's largest product discovery box for textured hair care so essentially we help our community discover and deliver to their doorstep the latest and greatest in natural hair products beauty skincare how i got here is pretty much like a really long road because ever since i was a child i've been absolutely obsessed with hair care and beauty so i used to spend so much time like reading the instructions on the back of bottles in my mum's bathroom in nursery get in trouble because instead of like listening i was always playing with someone's hair or like learning how to plait in someone's hair and then that progressed to when i was in secondary school or like middle school okay. um getting paid to do people's hair in lunch times in after school so on and so okay. forth so hair and beauty's like always been my thing and then um it was kind of just like an innate passion that just existed and i just wasn't really sure how i was going to use it and I had a few different career ideas as I was growing up, as you typically do. Yeah. Um, the leading one was actually law because my mum was like, Jamelia, you're so good at arguing. You're always arguing with your brother. <laughs> like, <laughs> and become a lawyer. So in my mind, I was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. Ironically, I ended up studying business at university instead. Mm-hmm. And everyone hears that. They're like, oh, yeah, of course you study business. But I didn't study business because I had a view of starting a business. I studied business because it was part of another degree, which was international relations and international relations degree. I knew that I'd be able to travel freely and pretty much have my qualifications recognized everywhere. So business was almost like a byproduct or an add on for that degree, as opposed to the reason why I started the degree. And that international piece allowed me to travel during my time at university. So I spent some time in Beijing and I spent some time in New York. And while I was in New York, I discovered the subscription box business model. And Mm -hmm. I was like, this is absolutely genius. It's so fun. It's so exciting. How do I establish something similar in the UK, which doesn't already exist? Right. There was all sorts of options in the US. There was like subscription boxes for socks, subscription boxes for dogs. Literally, you name it, there was a subscription box. Whereas in the UK, the business model hadn't picked up as yet. So I was like, okay, cool. If it doesn't pick up by the time I get back to the UK, then I'm going to establish it. I had the idea that I was going to establish it as soon as I got back. But the reality of it is, is that I had been interning for free for a year. So I was like, first priority is to make money. So make money and then I'll use that money to start my business. So I got a job in finance, financial services. I joined their grad scheme. I was there for two, almost three years. And then while I was there, I set up Treasure Trust as an Instagram page. 
and through the Instagram page I drove people to a landing page and then from that landing page I had enough data to start engaging an audience to sell a product and then I launched our first box from there so I say it's a long journey because literally since being a really young young child I've been so mm-hmm. hair and beauty and this is kind of how I've been able to share it with the world by way of my subscription box service. Wow. And so you're really a subscription box pioneer in the UK because you're right. And is it, let me just check on before we come into the, has that picked up? Are there more subscription boxes now? Definitely. As soon as I've been out, I'm sorry, Alaloo. I mean, I'm a fellow Brit, but as you know, I've been here for 10 years. So that that kind of, I don't pick that up. Um, absolutely the business model has absolutely gained momentum and it is fair to say that I think we're, we, we were the first and we're the largest um so we have I would say that we've pretty much like kicked the the wave of subscription boxes off especially mm. by way of diverse founders catering to diverse audiences right right so you get to curate new um products in the box each month are you, do you have standard ones? Like, how do you decide? Because, I mean, this is like, so it, it's kind of like what you described in your, in the, in the bathroom when you were a kid. It's kind of like you get to do that every month, right? In, exactly. in your box. So that's what came to mind is like, I don't know if that, that feels true for you, but that's what. Yeah. Exactly. For our, um, for our subscribers, for those who receive our boxes every month, I like to consider it to be similar to Christmas. Like you get a Christmas present, you don't know what's inside, but you know that the person that sent you the gift thinks that you'll enjoy it, hence why they're sending it to you. Yeah, nice. So when they open their boxes, they're like, oh, okay, this month it's Pattern by Tracy Ellis Ross or right. Shea Moisture or there's quite a few new black owned brands in the UK that are doing really really well and we've got lots of really exciting boxes coming up from them so it's like you never know who's going to be in the box next but equally you're looking forward to just discovering something new whether it's hair care whether it's skincare it is mainly hair care but occasionally we throw in like a oddball just to keep things interesting oh okay so I didn't realize it was skincare as well yeah so predominantly hair care and then every so often there's a few skincare gems to try out do you ever think about going to lip makeup that type of stuff I also know if we think we were talking about how we so how we met at the TSP yes live. one of the things Lamar always says is keep the main thing the main thing you know because the, yes. the thing about entrepreneurs is like and there's this idea and there's this idea and there's this idea so I'm, but I'm curious about have you thought about what else goes in the box or are you mm-hmm. so definitely open to the advertising opportunities of brands that do well in those spaces but as far as sampling the products myself not something that I'm interested in primarily because like my team is quite varied in skin tone and complexion and hair type and we wouldn't all reach for the same lip gloss so like we just wouldn't whereas if it's a hair care product we would reach for the same product we would just use it in different ways yeah for example one of the girls might do a wash and go with a curl cream I would probably do a twist out with a curl cream another one of the girls would do a slick bun with a curl cream Mm -hmm. so I think that hair products do have that level of versatility that makeup just doesn't inherently and so I wouldn't I'm not keen to jump into that and add that to the roster of products that we feature in our boxes yeah 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 that is a good point. How much of your business is reliant on the community that you've built around? Oh, 100%. I would say all of it, if I'm being completely honest. 
I was only able to start Treasure Dress because I was building like a micro nano community on Instagram that was able to grow larger and I was able to convert them offline to begin attending events. And that's where the community really picked up. But it's the community that has allowed us to continue to grow. It's the community that gives us the consistent feedback on like which products they want to see more of, which products they want to see less of, so on and so forth. So for me, it is very heavily dependent on community. And I always say that it's pretty much the bedrock of our business. So the second person that I hired in my business was a community manager for that reason, because I knew that I needed someone to keep our community up to date, engaged. We put on some really, really interesting and unique events. So one of our best selling events is for black girls who can't braid, which is a workshop that's meant to be like carefree, lighthearted. But for the black girls that are like, yeah, I'm black, but I can't braid. Don't tell no one. I want to say I don't want to share. My sister, one of my sisters is like that. And we were like, how are you? What? <laughs> exactly and most recently actually we've done a workshop called for black girls who can't unplug so that was a self-massage workshop mm-hmm. in partnership with our brands palmers and it was led by a masseuse an amazing masseuse called ayana birch and she was just showing the ladies how to like when you get out of the shower how to use product to like work it into your skin and just have a moment for yourself mm-hmm. as opposed to like, getting out of the shower just whacking on the cream and continuing on your way yeah yeah None. Like as women, as black women who are inherently like always busy, always doing something, it's in those little moments that you should find time to pamper yourselves. So to this day, community is like why we do what we do. But equally, I like to secretly use it as like a recharge button for the team. Because when you're on video calls all day, when you're on client calls all day, when you're on team calls all day, it gets really tiring but then when you go to an event and you see people and they're like oh my god that box was so so amazing I love what you guys do that immediately gives the team a morale because they're like do you know what we're actually doing meaningful work and it means a lot to the people that we're serving so yeah I, I like to use them for that reason as well and it's also a nice reminder for me of like I'm on the right path this is what I should be doing and these are the people that I'm serving I love it. I love it. I I love the um the point about <laughs> slowing down. <laughs> we are so used to moisturizing up, but it's just what we do. It's like brushing our yeah. teeth. I mean, exactly. if you're not moisturizing, if you're black and you're moisturizing your body, you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. But and and I think that there's only it's only certain. It's so good. It's like certain products when I'm using certain products. It's like my special products. Then it's a more <laughs> Like, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. all my products. I always love everything I'm using, but there's the everyday thing, and then yeah. there's a special one, and you think, no, let me just look this one. But yeah. you're right, because like, can we? We could actually have a moisturizer that be our moisturizing meditation. Exactly. Absolutely. Every time, like that's just like a moment of meditation. We could totally have that. Yeah, and a few ladies, um, I wasn't a part of the class because I was too busy running around. Running around. <laughs> but, um, a few yeah. of the ladies did discuss like using it as a moment to do their affirmations. Like, yeah, why yeah. do your affirmations while you're creaming your skin with your favorite cream? Right. The cream that you've just discovered in one of our latest boxes. Like, why not use that as an opportunity to just pour into yourself that way as well? Right. So in your boxes, do you also have little notes or anything in your boxes as well? Or is it just a product? 
So it's the product and then there's a really pretty insert that goes inside with a QR code. And that QR code links you to a blog post and usually has like a really warm welcome with like something to do. And then we walk you through how to use the product. So like step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, because we don't want to ever take for granted that everyone knows what they're doing with their hair. Because for such a long time, I didn't know what I was doing with my hair. True. Yeah, so we walk you through like, okay, you uh, got this product, yeah. this is what it looks like, yeah. use this in this way. Step two, section your hair, detangle from ends to root. In this way, use your fingers, use this comb, use this brush, Brilliant. and unpack it from there. Because, yeah, so many of us don't know what we're doing, but again, it comes with like that slight embarrassment of, I should know how to do my hair, but I don't. But the boxes are a really nice way to just to take that away. Make it a re- really unified experience as well. Yeah. Because there is a community whereby when women receive their boxes, they open it up, they take a picture and they tag us on the socials. So it's yeah. like everyone together is having this like almost unboxing ritual where we're all like, OK, this month, this is how I'm taking care of myself. This is the way that I'm pouring in. I love this so much. <laughs> Thank you. No, really, because... But there's there's something about I think the way that you're speaking about it, it's like there's a reclaiming of self. Mm. We have, they, I know I stopped uh, relaxing my hair over ten, over ten years ago, mm-hmm. and when I first stopped, I mean obviously you had to grow. I had to. I did not do a big chop. That no mm-hmm. one. I wasn't doing that. Um, <laughs> so I had to. That's just work. That's just another level of work. Even things were at least you could always put it up in one. But I realized I had to learn again what it. It's so long absolutely I think I was 20 or something when I relaxed my hair it had been so long that I had relaxed hair and I various levels of texturized it wasn't full-on relaxed um, but it was still quickly mm-hmm. adjusted right and then having to like figure out what I do with it it is it's so it's, we have had to unlearn and relearn our own and I think there's a I feel, it makes me sad sometimes when I think about that but mm-hmm. the, at the community level like being able to like so be, let's support each other with with discovering and learning mm-hmm. together and so that that discovery and then there's the when you talk about the moisturizing kind of I'm going to call it the moisturizing meditation the affirmations mm-hmm. like the opportunity that you're providing each month for women black women to women of color to just go I need to focus mm-hmm. on myself. And mm-hmm. like every time the box arrives, it's an opportunity for us to get refocused again. If we've got Absolutely. into different, you know, life be, you know, to say here, life be life, life is life in. So I'm seeing some, I'm seeing the opportunity of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Than what I, when you told me what you did, I was like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, okay, that's interesting. Like, you get new things every way, every month, cool. But really, this is it's like permission as well because so many women don't give themselves permission to like randomly buy themselves something um a lot of women in our community are mothers and so not only is it efficient because they don't have to go to the shop to buy stuff for them their kids their husband everyone but because it's delivered to them directly but equally it's the one the one time in the month that they just spoil themselves yes they're like, okay, maybe I do have a shampoo that I've not finished yet, but this is my opportunity to try a new one because I can. And I know that, especially in younger years, like there is such excitement around beauty and then it can become a little bit of a burden if you don't allow yourself to enjoy it and explore it. Right. And so it's like 
a consistent and physical reminder that, OK, your box is there, open it, unbox it and enjoy it and yeah. tell us about it as well. Yeah, yeah, don't forget to tell us about it. Particularly young motherhoods, like in the beginning years, where, let's be real, it's just a takeover. I mean, I love my children so much. But it is a takeover in the beginning. You're just like, what the, who the? <laughs> what is going on? What, what, what happened and where did that go? What happened and where? You know, I, I want to just say, I mean, trainers are all like fashionable and everyone's wearing a, a trainer and a sneaker now. But yeah. back then, people were in Converse probably, but back then, not everyone was wearing trainers. Like it wasn't like in the States. You wore shoes, you wore boots. You wore, yeah. I, so I never wore trainers every day. I tell you what, once I had my kids, I was like, nobody's not, there's nothing. <laughs> trainers doing jeans, doing it. Until one day you look in the mirror and you're like, what is happening? What is that? What? Do not leave that. that. <laughs> like that. <laughs> you can't even. So the, so I think this is so important in us, in, in those reminders in it arriving, because again, before there are times in our lives when we're younger, you got time to shoot the breeze and go in and, Mm-hmm. all these different stores and seeing what's new and like oh this is interesting let me check this out no one's got time for that to yeah. hang in a yeah. store in the same way that we did when we were younger exactly. so I love that you're bringing new products new ideas you're doing the work and the research and then here's exactly. what so that they don't have to and the the language in the box is very clear as well when you open the box it says sis cancel your plans it's wash day so that means that it's literally your time. Don't try to do anything else. Right now, what we're doing right now is wash day. We're going to take care of ourselves. We're going to pamper ourselves. The world can wait. And then when, once we're finished, then we will continue. Yeah, I love that. Because we know wash day is a thing. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a, listen, okay. it's a whole thing, wash day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got to set aside the whole day. Really. As we know. So let's broaden it out a bit and just talk, find out a bit more about about you and um, beyond your work. And tell me how where you were like. Tell me something about it. you're from London mm-hmm. or you're. If you think about it, so entrepreneurship is a route that you've taken. Yeah. And what it feels like in this moment, when we look online, it feels like everyone's an entrepreneur, but mm-hmm. it's not true, right? The majority of people do not take this route. No an easy route so what do you think it is about you that's decided to take this route around entrepreneurship oh that's a great question I don't know I would kind of say that I feel like I I wasn't one of those people that were like I'm gonna quit my job I can't wait to quit my job and work for myself because I didn't I didn't hate what I was doing (laughs) like I actually enjoyed it I liked working with really intelligent people the pay was good like I didn't have any qualms about it but for me, it was literally like a burning desire inside of me that just wouldn't let me settle. Like, okay. I just couldn't get my mind off of this idea. And I just kept seeing things that were like a little bit triggering where I was like, oh, I could fix that problem. Or, oh, there's still not the products available. There's still not the knowledge. Or I'd see a campaign for a hair care brand and I'd be like, what is that? Like, <laughs> I could do that so much better. So it was like there was just this burning desire inside that was like, just just go for it, just go for it, just go for right. it. And I did stay at my um, in my previous role for as long as physically possible. And I say physically possible because it got to the point where I was waking up at five, working on my business to about six thirty. Bearing in mind, I need to be in the office by seven thirty. 
I worked in portfolio compliance, so I had to be in the office for like 12 hour shifts. So I was leaving at 7 p.m. I was going home, working on my business till about 1 a.m., sleeping for maybe four hours. And then I was just doing that again, again and again. And as you can imagine, it wasn't sustainable. So it did get to the point physically where I had to make a decision like, okay, you're burning out. (laughs) Which one is it going to be? I was like 23 I had no major responsibilities that I wouldn't find a way to figure out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me just go, let me just do it now and just see what happens. And then we'll figure it out from there. And something I always, always say, because I hate the like girl boss narrative, the entrepreneurial narrative that's on social, mm-hmm. is that when I left my company, I didn't leave disrespectfully at all. I left, I literally conducted all of my tasks to the best of my ability to the very end maintained really good relationships with everyone until the very end right contact with a few people now because I wasn't I wasn't cocky I knew that okay I was leaving to try to do this thing full-time but I had no idea that eight years later I would still be doing it and it would be working out so in the back of my mind I was like when I leave I might have to do a (laughs) U-turn so if I do then let me just make sure that I can still do that and yeah. that was my personal preference I know some people are like burn the bridges like <laughs> don't create a plan b but that just doesn't sit well with me oh. especially when it comes to relationships because I just think you never know who you're going to meet again at a different exactly. stage in life so yeah it was really important for me that I left respectfully and with a lot of grace um from the company that I left and yeah free myself into treasure trust full-time I think that um it's about your your own values and your integrity when you're yes. speaking about that, you know. Uh, to burn, I always feel like it's important for us to live wherever we are in good standing, you know, mm-hmm. that there's no charge. You know, if you met someone in the street, how would, what would it feel like if you bumped into someone and you do want to, you want to create, you don't, you don't want to create it like there's usually around you. Do you know what I mean? You want to, yeah. you, you want to have particularly when you're starting this this new adventure because we bring that with us it yeah. doesn't that's the the jokes on us really when yeah. that happens you know because they're gonna they're gonna keep doing what they're doing mm-hmm. but we with you and so absolutely it's a, it's a right positive way to start the endeavor and then as a as a solid ground to do the work um yeah have you ever had moments where you thought, what am I doing? I need to stop. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I've absolutely had moments where I'm not even like, what am I doing? I need to stop. But just like, this is so hard. Is this the best thing for me to do? Right. And then I think it would be disrespectful for me to say the universe. So I'll say God always sends a sign that it's like, yeah, this is like something comes through almost immediately or like I run into someone and they're like oh my god you're the founder of treasure trust you help me discover this or you help me fall in love with my hair or I feel so much more confident with my hair mm-hmm. and then that for me is like a reminder of oh, okay I am it is hard yes but I'm qualified because I was given this idea that I have to bring to life and I have to bring into mm-hmm. the world in a really unique way so yeah definitely get burnt out definitely get tired definitely get overwhelmed but I think I just have to remember that I'm not like it's not about me and those feelings are my feelings but what I'm building isn't just about me and I have right. to keep at the forefront of what I'm doing yeah I mean you really would I mean I think being tapped you know that the voice when you talk about it like um excuse me I know meanwhile <laughs> you're doing this over here 
there's something else for you to be doing getting on with and I and so in those moments I also think like trusting that but it's hard and it's like I'm still the thing about entrepreneurship people I mean people are starting to talk to speak the truth about it I suppose on on social and that but people are just like oh I get to you know travel around the world and I get to sit and I'll get my computer on a beach now yes you can travel around the world yeah if you can afford it if you're busy making money you know what I mean yeah that's what you know I I had the privilege that I have I get to do that my business is Mm -hmm. doing really well but that is not the majority of the experience and there are times when you're like I am so freaking exhausted or that contract has fallen through that I thought was going to be the case and I had banked on this happening mm-hmm. and that happening or maybe product doesn't show up and you got you got a box yep. you got a, yeah you that was going in your box this month and it's not, you know yeah. whatever it is and people you're not seeing those bits where we are crying absolutely you know when was the last time you cried let's let's when's the last time Christmas tears. Yeah. I would have to say, ooh, maybe March. I think March. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of um, sudden changes in the structure of my team, and I wasn't banking on it because, in my mind, it was like, okay, Q1's done, we've set pace, we know what the plan is for the rest of the year, and I like put so much, so much attention to detail into the planning for, okay, this is how this is the game plan. This is what we're going to do. Right. And I just kind of felt like the the rug got pulled from beneath my feet because I was like, okay, this is still the plan, but now I just have to, I have to rebuild the team right. to get there because the team at the moment isn't going to get us there. Right. And I think that, I think like that discomfort was definitely a moment where I was like, oh my God, there are so many things to do. Um, obviously hiring is absolutely my job as a CEO, yeah. but there's also a million other things that are on my job and yeah. I kind of didn't anticipate having to do it so soon. So I would definitely say that that was a time. <laughs> yes. Team like the, finding the resources to deliver on the vision. Yes. And when you think, you know, we think you have something, you think you're going somewhere and then it's like, Oh, we're not going that way right now. <laughs> we're just going. Hey, so I can meet you there. That feels like a time when I cried this year. It was like, if I think about there's a moment in February, we had so many people on the team and it was like rocking and we did this. It was a great piece of work. I can, I, that's what brought up for me. And I was like, came out and said this is exactly how it should be the team's like working so well and then it's just like someone's like I've got to go off to blah de, blah I've got to go deal with da, da, da. what <laughs> yeah ma'am sir I have clearance <laughs> but I think that's the part that I think that's the part that builds and defines entrepreneurs because one of I for me one of the moments that I realized wow I've really I'm really continuing to grow as a person mm-hmm. was something happened and like one of the girls on my team were freaking out and I was just like oh okay and she was like why are you so calm and right. I was she's like you're just so calm about everything and I was like well yeah because there's so many things that happen in the background that you have no idea about that are 10 right. times bigger than this this is nothing like <laughs> I could resolve this in my sleep this is this right. isn't this deal. Right. Um, so I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. I think in those, the other thing is like in those moments, I, 
what I have to manage and I think is common is to not make it mean something about us and our ability where we're wrong, we can't do it, we must be rubbish. You know, those, the self-talk can get, you can get wild. Yeah, and it's running wild. <laughs> and those are the times when that's when you phone a friend or oh, I phone my coach. I have, I have a, um, outside of mastermind, this is, I have a coach, Joyce, and sometimes I'm just like, I need to speak to you because <laughs> I'm about to, my mind is really, yeah. Not being kind right yeah. back. And I need and to. Again, I also think that's a big part of the entrepreneurial battle where it's like understanding that you are not your business. Like there's yeah. your business and then there's you. Your business is an entity that you've given birth to and you've brought to the world. Yes. But beyond that, there's you as a person that needs to be taken care of. Yeah. And you're right. Coaches, mentors, therapists, friends help right. us create a distance whereby it's like, OK, that's my business. Yes. But me as a person, these are what my priorities are. This is who I am. And this is how I'm going to get myself back into a good place so that I can take place of that entity that I've brought into the world, which is my business. Yeah. And if you don't have the supportive structures, you're going to struggle. Absolutely. You are going to. So if anyone, I think, and we can't, you can't, you can't do it on your own. You cannot. Mm-hmm. You can't get to the kind of fulfill the vision that you have for your business by yourself without no. getting burnt out and mashed up and on the floor crying regularly. If you're going to yeah. go down that road, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's a lot of decisions. We, we, we make a lot of decisions every day. We underestimate how many decisions we make. Mm-hmm. Everything day, but when we're in, in as entrepreneurs, all those yours, it's your business. All the decisions are yours. I mean, I think yeah. one of the things around teams for me, when I've had conversations with, when we've had some moments with in team conversations, like you know, the only person who has to be here is me. <laughs> so nobody else needs to be here. And so if we're gonna be here, we've got to be here in a way that, like, I want people who participate in this business is like want to be here want to try want to play the game that we're playing to fulfill on this vision yeah. that we have and uh yeah so like but the truth of matter is like it's just when it all comes down to I'm the only one who has to be here mm-hmm. and then I could choose not to but I choose to I choose yeah. to choose this business if you had to define success for you what would how do you define success in your business or in your life really more broadly? I would have to say a few different ways. Self-expression is a very big thing. Like mm. if I have an idea, a concept, just something that I want to see in the world, I have to see it. Like it has to come into fruition. Okay. So for me, that's a big part of it. I think they're all tied to each other because that's also a part of freedom. Like free, there is a sense of freedom that allows you to be able to do that. So, for example, it requires time freedom if you want to bring an idea into the world that takes some time to refine, to find the right people. Mm-hmm. That um, that requires some freedom. It also requires a level of financial freedom to give you the funding to be able to bring it to life in the way that you want to. Um, location freedom is really important to me because traveling is really important to me. So freedom is definitely very high on the list. And then the final piece, I would say location, um, freedom, self-expression and I'll say that purpose and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. So like knowing that, like, I don't think I would consider myself successful 
if I had a ridiculously huge bank account and nothing else if I didn't feel as though like there was a level of connection that I had to people or that there was something that I was doing really well in the world I wouldn't myself to be successful so that's that's really really important to me yeah yeah that's lovely I think um so much of the conversation still around success is around material gain Mm -hmm. And whilst those things are important and this is not about underestimating or undervaluing, and particularly when you when you've reached a point where you've got things, you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not going to be the one who's going to go, no, don't aspire to that because that's ridiculous. But. Mm-hmm. Being happy in your life, mm-hmm. being content with yourself, being settled in yourself. You can't buy that. Yeah, and being able to have, for me, it's really important to have really rich experiences, but also create and share experiences with people that you care about, people that you love, but then equally new people as well, because it is really fun to experience new things with new people. So, yeah, it is like that connectedness, that just human piece is so, so important. Mm -hmm. And it is definitely undervalued in conversations like these. I'll never own a private jet. I don't care how much money you get. You never get me on a private jet. Those kind of things. What drives you? Because obviously she's got drive. So I always, always want to find out. Like what drives, what drives you? I think it's that purpose piece that drives me the most. I would say definitely my family. But I don't, I don't think there's one without the other. I feel like the purpose piece would still be really, really central to like making me get up in the morning and like really go for it mm. um family is pretty much unconditional like they just love you for being you and it's really it's really really nice to have that support and to have like solid life partners and solid people behind you but away from that it is the purpose piece of like I can't I can't even fathom getting to the end of this life and not having done what I was put here to do Mm. having made some kind of impact and I always say that that does not mean starting a business having some kind of impact Mm. the best cleaner to ever clean the building in the history of the building like Mm. that is you and that's what you love then you are absolutely fulfilling your purpose by doing that this is a pleasant place for everyone else everyone else is having a great experience you're creating a nice environment for someone who's going to go on and do something else I just feel like if there's something that you're really really passionate about and you feel as though you're put here to do it and you can have multiple in different seasons of life for me that's what motivates me like am I doing what I was put here to do mm-hmm. things that set me on fire am I continuing to pursue those things in grander ways to make more of an impact right those are the things that definitely motivate me yeah oh, I love it fulfilling our purpose fulfilling what we're here for discovering what we're here for yeah because that's also a journey yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, you know, we talk about the classic hero, hero's journey or the heroine's journey because it's a heroine's journey. But that is like we being being tapped, the messaging, and then are you willing to do what it takes to to fulfill on it? Because it's not an easy pathway, mm-hmm. you know. It's in fact sometimes the easy route is to not. Mm-hmm. Right, the easy route is to keep tracking on the road that you're on, even if it's not a road that you like. But mm-hmm. it feels 
like a com it's a comfortable it can be a comfortable it's a comfortable road and it's a comfortable rut maybe but 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 the, it takes something for us to for people to go after what they want so I love that what's your biggest accomplishment like I don't come from like a family of entrepreneurs at all my older brother to be fair did start a business um in his teens in his teens sorry so he's always been quite entrepreneurial, but my my mum's a teacher and my dad's a bus driver. So I don't come from like a family that's like super entrepreneurial. I had no idea what I was doing when I started. I started it in my bedroom in my mum's house. I've bootstrapped the business to where it is today. Um, and I've gone through so many like mindset transformations and even so many transformations of myself in mm. order to keep growing and keep the business growing. So I would definitely say... um establishing the business and growing it to where it is today considering like the tools that I was given to begin with versus the tools that I've picked up and developed along the way right right brilliant how did your parents respond when you were when you were going to leave your job to do this (laughs) my mum was my mum was a teacher then she became teacher principal so she was like kudos to her man one of the few bless her Trailblazer, and coincidentally, my grandma was also a teacher. So I come from wow. like a of women. Are you were... serious? Yeah. So everyone thought you're going to be a teacher. And, and where was that? Where were the what area were they teaching in? So my grandma was a teacher in Jamaica. Then okay. To England, and as I'm sure you're aware, when yeah, you come to the Caribbean, they stripped you of they stripped her of her qualifications. So right. she had to become trained to become a teacher all over again, which she did. And then my mum became a teacher in the UK. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Listen, I was a school governor for four years in North London. Oh, okay. So much respect. So much respect. Yes. It's tough, man. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's tough. And one of my clients, I have a client, the, I'm actually going to work with a school. The work I'm about to do yeah. in a couple of weeks is with a, with a school. There is so much respect mm. for that profession and what the, and there's, and there's black leaders in that space as well. Yes. I'm like all about. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the amount of energy, time, effort and emotional investment that that career Mm -hmm. requires, I think that's why my mum was a bit like, what are you doing? (laughs) Her first thing was like, no, you're like you're in you've got a really good job in finance. What you're earning as a graduate, it took me years to earn as a teacher. I think it's a good idea, but I think you should stay at your job. Um, Whereas my dad's. He's like, I always say, like, typical Jamaican man in that he's, like, mm. super laid back mm. and was like, you do whatever makes you happy. And I was like, okay, noted. So I I think I was going to quit the first time, and I told everyone, like, oh, I'm going to quit. And then my mum told all of her friends, and they were calling me, like, mm, Jam, I'm not sure that this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like, you should maybe just ride it out. And then at that point, I said, okay, then when I do decide to quit and hand in my notice – I'm not telling everyone because it's not a democracy. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's not invited to make a vote for this decision. This is absolutely my decision. I'm going to keep it to myself. When I actually handed in my notes, I didn't say anything. And then it wasn't until the day before that I said to mum, oh, by the way, my next day is going to be my last day at work. And she was like, okay, because it it was too late at that point. But I think deep down she knew me well enough to know that if I was going to do it, I was going to give it 100%. Mm-hmm. And so I think she kind of, 
it took her a few years, but I think once she started to see the fruits of the labor and like the team growing, warehouse space, office space, then she started to understand. And regardless, throughout it all, she was always my biggest cheerleader. Yeah, yeah, she's gonna be for you winning, even if she thinks you're crazy. Absolutely, uh, right? She's like, my child is crazy doing something, <laughs> but I love Wait, and I wanted to be successful, but what a thing! She'd be like. Yeah. <laughs> and then my dad was like, I think only now he really understands it. And I was joking to my friends because I was saying, so Ray and Nephew, which is a Jamaican rum brand, they reached out to me to do a campaign because they wanted to speak to like entrepreneurs with Jamaican heritage. So I done the campaign. I sent it to my dad, and honestly, of all the things I've ever sent him, he rang me and was like, "I'm so proud of you." <laughs> and I said to my friends, "I told you this piece right here is going to make him so proud." <laughs> And then when I sent him the piece by Ray and Nephew, he was like, I'm so proud of you. You're doing amazing. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's like, I finally got a connection. Because I don't know what. She's sending out a box. She's sending, people are paying for a box. Hey, you, people are great. This is the thing. Then race, they're like, people are paying you to send them a box. Yes. What is wrong with these people? Yeah. And I was doing it from my mom's house. So she was like... I mean, you need to find a warehouse space because this can't continue. Yeah, your my house is not. I can't walk through my front room. So. <laughs> wow, wow, that is yeah, that is. So I'm so. This is just brilliant. Okay, so then I've got a couple of more questions. Then one is one of the questions is what Mama used to say. So it's perfect, perfect segue. And this is like any guidance or wisdom that you gain from your mom or an elder woman that's that sticks with you and is a guide for your life yeah I think it comes down to my mum's profession but one thing that sticks with me all the time is when she first said it to me I was like "Mm, whatever like when you finish school it's over but she said that you never stop learning and I was like yes you do like once you do your exams at school it's done but every day I think wow like not only am I learning something new about myself I'm learning something new about the world I'm learning something Uh new about people so she was absolutely spot on in saying that you you never stop learning something else that she always says to me is like how you do one thing is how you do everything so don't Mm -hmm. try to fast something and then expect that that person's gonna like put you onto something else or half ask something and expect that you're going to build a good reputation for yourself. Like if you're going to do something, give it 100% or don't do it at all. Right. So that's something. That I think she told me that about cleaning, to be honest, <laughs> when I was trying to find shortcuts. <laughs> On the chores. You're like, exactly. right. you think I can't see you? Okay. <laughs> Up the plate and wipe underneath the surface properly. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so taking me back. It was a long time ago. But listen. It, it was part well tread in those moments. I mean, I think about the time. I mean, our parents, my parents, they weren't easy at times. You know, Caribbean parents. What can you say? You know, they got their they got their flavor. That rigor, that approach, that no nonsense as yeah. well, really yeah. teaches you. I mean, about life and how you can deal with life. And I think about. You know, my, like, my parents just keeping pressing, keeping going in this, mm. in this struggle. Yeah. And that has, that is what drives me as an entrepreneur, you know, the ability to go, okay, my mum was really good at figuring shit out. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
how are we going to get, we need a this, how we, what do we need to do to get it? How long, how do I need to like manage the money? How am I going to, she was really good at that. And I didn't realize how much in observing her do that, how much that influenced me. Mm -hmm. I like being able to like, okay, so here's the next problem. How are we going to problem solve for that? And I really feel like my mum was one of the, like, watching my mum do that was really a fantastic teacher for me. I agree. Uh, like the resourcefulness that you learn from them as well. So I remember, like, opening the cupboard thinking, oh, there's nothing to eat. And then I would come back a few, maybe an hour later, and my mum would have made, like, a massive dinner. And I'm like, where, where did this come from? Like, literally able to make something out of absolutely, and I was like, this is insane. And then even when I think about my childhood, like one of, I think I mentioned it to you when we met that I have like a really big affinity to Atlanta in particular because as a child, my mum got a job teaching there and she moved us there. And every time I travel, I'm like, how did my mum do this with two kids by herself? Listen, how do you uproot yourself and go to a new country? move into a new apartment where you don't know anyone, drive a new car to go to a new job. And I was like, this is just insane. Like, how how did you manage that? And we had so many new experiences. And I think that's where my value for experiences came from as well, because mm-hmm. my mind's, um thing was always like, you can't have new trainers, you can't have new sneakers, you can't have new clothes unless you really need them. But every half term we will be going on holiday. And nice. that for me was like, right, so that's how you prioritise, like you prioritise experiences over possessions because in new experiences you learn new, new life lessons, you meet new people, right. you build out new networks. And, yeah, it's like that observing them that you inherently just learn so much that you don't yeah. realise until you get older. Yeah, yeah, and then you start to enact it and you're like, yeah, yeah. Well, kudos to your mum at that time, having moved a family, like as a family, but this is 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was, it's yeah. Oh. It, it's it's wonderful, and I'm glad we did it. There are costs, mm. and but the, there's lots of gains, and um, I wouldn't not do it again. I would have, you know, if I had the time again, I'd totally still do it. But yeah, with the kids. Ooh, um, my closing questions. They had like I had their stem sentences. If you can finish the sentence would be so I'll give you the the start of the sentence and then something most people don't know about me is I used to dance so I used to be yeah I wanted to be a first I wanted to be a choreographer that was like my first ever dream Uh it's so funny because I then went through a period where I would not dance at all like even if I went to a party I'd be so shy to dance but as a child I even won like trophies dancing so (laughs) that's something that very few people know wow um well, it's funny because the next one was as a child I was, but now I'm going to go. One of my superpowers is. I think seeing potential in others that they don't see in themselves. So I don't think I've ever hired someone into a position in my team that they were doing previously. I've always observed them in another setting and thought, oh, do you know what? You would be amazing at this. Mm. So, yeah, I would say that that's definitely one of my superpowers. Nice. I love that. Um, one thing I've learned about love is mm. wow one thing I've learned about love is I think it's one of the few things in my life that I can't control 
So I'm so used to controlling like everything in my day to day, my calendar, literally everything. But when it comes to love, I think that's one of the things that you just you actually have no choice but to let go. Mm. Um, So I think that's definitely what love has taught me. That's beautiful. What beautiful way to end our time together. It's gone so quickly. It has. And that brings us to the end of another inspiring episode of She's Got Drive. I hope you've enjoyed the conversation that we have with our incredible guest, Jamelia. You know, I think one of the things that I love about this conversation that we had is there were so many things, right? But I love about the conversation that we had is in in knowing, like trusting your own knowing and when it's time for you to leave one thing that you're doing in pursuit of the dream in pursuit of the thing that's that's kind of tapping you on the shoulder to pursue and trust in yourself that you can cause it even when the people around you are a no even when the people there's people around you who may doubt your ability and and then leaning into the people who are like yeah you go girl so having her dad be the one who's just like you know go for it and then trust in that um because you know i've always been like well what's the worst that can happen so you try you go out for it and it doesn't work okay then you 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 course correct and you find someone you do something else it's the not taking action on the dream which can really You know, it just like eats away at people, I'd say. You know, so I really love that part of Jamelia's like story and what she shared with us is her like her trusting herself and her taking herself on and doing something at the time in the UK which wasn't really happening. There wasn't a lot of there wasn't kind of loads of subscription boxes and that happening and her really being willing to take that risk. So good for her. Um I am also planning to be on her podcast, which is really exciting. Uh, so look out for that. I'll let you know when, when that comes out. But uh, I'm so happy that she was able to be a guest on the show. And so I hope you've had uh, got a lot from the conversation. If you found this, com- this episode valuable, I would love for you to head over to iTunes and then rate and re- review the show. And the other thing is share the podcast. So if you've got someone who you know who's like in pursuit of their dream and they're stalled in any way, who has um, a, like a vision for starting their own business and they've not done it or, um, or just need some inspiration as they're on their entrepreneurship journey, for example, then share the show, like share this episode of Jamila sharing her experience. She's Got Drive is produced by Cassandra Voltolina. Our beautiful song is written and sang by the wonderful Satoria Key, where you can download her song from the She's Got Drive. Um-